Hello, everyone. It's me, Erliana. Oh, my goodness. Lunar eclipse, um, journey, excitement, uh, scary ride. <laughs> yes, welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, episode 211. This is your host, Erliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about this eclipse, not just today, like five or six things to know and to bear in mind, but also, um, you know, there'll be follow-up and I've got some really cool guests that I'm, in the next episodes, uh, LOD, um, LOD Ascent Angevue has returned and also El Natal, my wonderful astrological cohort. So we've got lots of great stuff lined up. But anyway, for today, right now in this moment, um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. I know for me, it's been, uh, this is actually happening on very critical places in my chart, right on well, one planet in particular. So yes, I am really feeling it. Uh, you have my total sympathy and encouragement. <laughs> You're all here from each other. Yeah, um, you know, journaling and dreams and um, downloads and letting go of things that aren't serving or didn't serve or you was serving and then no longer and, you know, separation from that and going through those unknown spaces. That's all normal eclipse stuff. But anyway, this eclipse that's going to happen, which happens to be election day, right? Uh, very interesting, is um, what we're going to really focus on today. Um, things to bear in mind, things that will give you some empowerment, some actual real world advice to um, specific tools and remedies that we could use. All right. So um, the first thing I want to say is before I get started, um, I have uh, one of the things that was part of my journey, which is, of course, still unfolding. We have yet to, you know, we're in that. I'm sure you can feel it, especially at night, you know, the the uh, the moon getting closer and closer uh, to Uranus, <laughs> where it will be conjunct for this lunar eclipse. Um, but um, one of the things I want to say is that my um, I had this deep dialogue with Kali Ma, Kali Durga, and she said, um, which is like the divine mother that slays e ego and ignorance. And she was, you know, what I fully deeply got, especially with, with Elle's help too. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. like divine intervention, right? Comes through everyone and anyone. And um, it came through very strongly in a conversation I had when we recorded the Scorpio archetype, um, uh, the podcast on Scorpio, Scorpio archetype. But anyway, um, Kali Ma is intense and ferocious and she will change your life if you call her in uh do not expect water cooler talk there is no babying there's no you know cushy cush you know <laughs> my libra rising is like <laughs> but um but yeah real powerful change you know tough mother love and it what um what i got clear on is my astrology for beginners course which i did over the summer we had a great time um, the goddesses that were in our class asked me to do another five sessions. So I did unexpectedly, you know, but it was a wonderful journey. Anyway, I'm doing it again. And um, I was going to wait. I'm like, oh, you know, well, no, no waiting. Uh, she said, no, you know, do it now. You know, it was like, bitch, please you know, <laughs> get to the computer, hit the button and go. Uh, November 14th, Tuesday, November 14th. It's pretty close, right? It's only, what, nine days away. Um, we'll start five, our five power classes. But this time it's a, what's unfolding for me is this outrageous, um, it's like the, I'm really getting some major deep downloads 
around the future, it's starting to show up like the future of my work in astrology and bringing in the more mystical elements, which is what was presented to me years ago when I had that uh, mystical experience in the Akashic Records where I saw the name starsoundastrology.com. Um, www. <laughs> lest there be any <laughs> confusion in flame letters. And so there is this cosmic component of my work, which um, has been, I know it has been dormant for many years. I needed to learn astrology. Like the, I, I was guided to learn Hellenistic, which is a very deep dive, you know, in the academic mastery of that. And then I knew that was one piece now there's this whole corner turning. So this class that I'm doing, you can go to the website and check it out. It's um, www.starsonastrology.com, what I just said. And you, um, if you are feeling called to do this, because this is a simple, this is a course for people who want to get involved in astrology and want to learn, but it's very basic. So it's not going to be overwhelming. It'll give you the basics, but I'm but this time I'm weaving in and I'm being guided to weave in the more mystical elements of my practice. So I'll, I'll talk more about that, you know, in another podcast, but it's, it's super powerful. And um, I have, honestly, it's still so unknown to me. Like I have a sense of what it is, but as this eclipse unfolds and brings its messages and revelations, of course, more will be revealed to me. So I'm very excited about that. You know, yes, I go through scary hills and i've been pulling out the rescue remedy a few times this week because it's like ah uh, but but it's all good and um you know going through those fear spaces and uh purging getting ready for these big big uh paradigm shifts so anyway that's astrology for beginners five classes starts november 14th yay and um and now we're going to just chat about the um this this lunar eclipse um, it is at 16 degrees of Taurus. It'll be on Tuesday. Let me pull up the chart here. We can take a look at that. Um, okay, Astro Gold. And we have um, the transit. Yeah, here it is for Washington, D.C. As you can see, it is the moon. The main thing here I want to say is, first of all, we look. It's, it's a Venus. Venus is the goddess of this eclipse because the moon's in Taurus, right? So Venus is temple. We look at where's Venus for this eclipse. Well, she's in exile, combust under the in her initiation, her goddess initiation in the be under the beams of the sun and in this in the underworld. So this is giving us the story of what's happening here. Um, she's combust, she's in Mars's temple. Uh, where's Mars? Out of bounds and retrograde. So it's like all oh, hell breaking loose, right? All the 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 conditioned mind is breaking down of what we think is possible with our minds. This is an outrageous opportunity here. That I've been really reflecting on it for several weeks now. And it's not just about self-esteem and self-worth and about relationships and relationships to ourselves and intimacy and how intimate are we with ourselves and, and with others. Yes, there's all that, but, um, you know, and setting boundaries and, you know, where are healthy boundaries, what boundaries are going to support us for the future as we move into our power. Yes, it's all of that, but it, but it's also so much more. There, there, it speaks to an unfolding over time, over time because these are fixed signs, fixed sign, fixed axis, Taurus and Scorpio. So fixed signs, um, this is about a process that occurs. Yes, it's magical and non-linear and incongruent and sudden in eclipse season. Um, however, the, 
the sudden change then, uh, you know, in the quality of the Taurus-Scorpio axis, it will unfold over time. So over the next several months, especially with a lunar eclipse, over the next mm, six months, we'll see these things unfolding. We'll actually see it unfolding as early as uh, December 22nd, because that's when Venus will be in, um, what is it, in Capricorn or so? She'll be out of her... Um, out of her exile and out away more than 15 degrees away from the sun so she'll emerge as evening star so she will be um visible and when she's visible then all the work that you know she's in the oven right now getting baked <laughs> and so that work will start to be known and seen so don't worry if things still feel like in a fog and everything you know we've got that square with neptune with, with mars and you know there's a lot that's uncertain when we're in an initiation, you know, we're in the ashram and our parents are home rooting for us, but, you know, they can't see what's getting cooked and baked and we can't either. But by the end of December, we will, we will start to see these things um, unfold when Mercury, I mean, sorry, when Mars goes uh, direct in January, we'll also, another piece of it will, will unfurl. Um, but I will say that um, certainly in the collective, we can see this very powerfully. I, you know, there are a lot of agreements and um, contracts and agreements being worked out around money and finance. And, you know, I don't really want to get into the mundane of it today. I really feel like to focus on the mystical transformation that's available to us. So I would say, um, you know, where's the boundary that we put on with our own value, with our self-esteem, with our self-worth? Um, where do we need to purge when we think about the opposite, the conjunction with Uranus is like there is a liberation that's available and it's about a, a radical shifting of our values, how we value the earth, how we have not valued the earth, what needs to embodying the change. You know, when Gandhi said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. That is really kind of what this is a piece of what the eclipse is is holding up, up for us, you know, to step into um, what's, you know, a lunar eclipse as opposed to a solar, the lunar is the moon, the moon in ancient astrology is the physical body, it's our character, our personality, our, our soul as it is manifest on the earth plane, so our, our journey through um, time and change and the changes of fortune and the hills and the valleys as we are incarnate beings, spirit souls on this planet. So things having to do with home and security and mother and comfort and emotion and where we, how we are comforted and um, what value systems may, you know, a shakeup in our comfort zone for sure. Uranus conjunct the moon. It's going to shake us up, right? It's already begun. Um, and then uh, I would say too, with our money systems, our food, our food supply. So this is really about leaning into you know, unusual uh, paradigm shifting, future oriented uh, ways of looking at how we nurture ourselves, how we literally feed ourselves with food. So honoring, you know, organic farming and gardening and growing your own garden and sharing and being in nature and having those things be the our, uh, a restructuring of what's valuable and important to us that really honors the earth and honors our bodies. Uh, so with that said, I'd like to um, talk a little bit about remedies here. So mystical remedies, this is the um, this is where I really want to lean into um, mystical remedies. Well, obviously, as you can see here, let me go back to that um, chart again. 
So, you know, here's, you've got Uranus conjunct the moon, exactly, right? 16 degrees. And um, Uranus is the, you know, mystically speaking, Uranus is the light body. It re represents our nervous system. It's um, the future self, you could say. So the, the fact that it's conjunct with the, the moon, the body, right? So this is like, hey, get your body ready. Come from the future. What is your ideal, outrageous uh, future self look like? And, and embodying that right now. And what do you need to, Scorpio, right? The sun and Mercury, what, where your mind needs to purge itself your values around, uh, you know, fear of letting go and, and, and really embodying these things and where your mind um, needs to be purified and reprogrammed and changed for a, a sustainable model, for a model that is about transformation and um, a spectacular, spectacular um, transformative metamorphosis, right? The path through that with Mercury Scorpio, it's could, it can be a painful letting go. It doesn't have to be painful, but it can certainly bring up a lot of um, pain body if they're, you know, wherever we are, wherever this happens in your chart. So that pain body uh, being ignited, but it to be purified. And speaking of purity, I want to show you something. This is really interesting. We were talking earlier about Kali Ma. So let me show you a picture of, you know, what does Kali Ma look like? Well, you know, I put out on my email list, I sent a very wonderful, lovely little picture of Kalima. I don't know where it can, there she was. This is the one I sent, right? Oh, flames of, her hands has flames of fire on it. And, you know, and she's like this blue skin. She's got this necklace of skulls, which is always, it's about slaying the ego and, you know, getting out of her head. But this is like what most Kali pictures look like, really ferocious, right? All these arms, you know, I always wondered when I was a kid, you know, especially growing up Catholic, what are these people with all these arms? You know, it's like kind of scary. Well, it, it, I would say it, perhaps it's the metaphor for the multidimensional self or the deity aspecting and, and moving through so many um, dimensions and, and aspects of ourselves, of consciousness. Well, she's, slay, she's got a necklace of skulls. Sorry, guys, they're all men. Um, nothing personal, but let's face it, the male, the ego is more rooted, you know, just how it is in the, in the male, you know, they talk about the male ego, but anyway, it's anywhere where we're hanging on, we are not in our full authentic selves, she will come in and slay, right, but look at this, you know, the tongue hanging out, this ferocious, which she's, she's not killing people, she's killing the ego, she's killing ignorance, and when that's gone, like in true scorpionic fashion, when all that toxicity is gone, whew, huge space, reprogram, regenerate. What I find really fascinating is, and I, I didn't know this, but I was just doing some, um, some uh, uh, research, you know, before um, coming on. And um, what I found was, and I, I, I was shocked. I mean, I was this child of the 60s, um, even though I was a little kid, I still was like fascinated watching all this from the being in elementary school. But I'm like, wow, those people, man, I don't know what they're doing, but it's, <laughs> I couldn't participate. I had to go to work. I had to go to Girl Scout meetings. I had to wear the junior uniform with the little green thing with the sash. And meanwhile, these people were, you know, marching on Washington for peace. And I, I you know, I had math homework. But anyway, at least I could watch and see it on the news. <laughs> anyway, but what I want to tell you is this is amazing. Um, the Kali, the Kali figure that I just showed you, well, did you know that there was, um, 
the rock band, there was a rock band that uh, was very moved by Kali's devouring energy and of transformation. And here it is. The Rolling Stones, the mouth, the lips. I always thought it was Mick Jagger. I think maybe all of us thought that, but no, it's Kali, it's Kali Ma. So the lips, they actually commissioned, according to this story, um, that um, Kali was um, commissioned. It was the Rolling, in 1970, it says here, the Rolling Stones paid John, this is off of, by the way, thank you, uh, props to uh, thegrassagency.com, where this is. Um, it said that in 1970, the Rolling Stones paid John Pashi, a student at the Royal College of Art in London, 50 pounds to design a logo based on Kali's tongue for their upcoming record, Sticky Fingers. I remember that album. Um, in addition to an interactive front cover featuring an Andy Warhol photo of a man's giant bulge and a pair of jeans, I certainly, going through puberty, remembered that one. <laughs> the film also featured the tongue and lips logo. So that's where we first saw that. And they said that the real inspiration was not Mick Jagger's big lips. It was actually Kali Ma and her the tongue, the tongue that devours. So I just thought, hey, isn't that cool? Cool little, um, little uh, you know, anecdote there for, for today. But the devouring, yes, what will fall away uh, in quantum fashion. Remember our, our words, our mantra here, magical, incongruous, nonlinear change. When goddess Kali, Kali Ma, devours your ego, it is, it is incongruous. <laughs> There's nothing linear about this. <laughs> Transformation never is linear, right? Um, but anyway, so some specific, before you wrap up, just some specific um, remedies here for, the, for, in, for creating and empowering ourselves and uh, building the mystical mind. So uh, Kundalini, you're, when you look at that Uranus conjunct the moon, oh my goodness, hello. Kundalini yoga, breath work, pranayama, um, the light body. Breath will take you home. The breath will take us home. Om, H-O-M-E-O-M -E in the middle. <laughs> Om, home. Um, literally, by, uh, physiologically, when we do breath work, it changes the biochemistry of the body, which in turn, you know, affects the light body. So it moves into these more subtle esoteric dimensions, the auric field, you could say, even uh, connecting with our, you know, higher self, uh, Merkaba vehicle of light, you know, call it what you will. But this is, um, these are very profound of using the master is always a master of breath. So if we, as we are becoming these outrageously fully confident light beings, we are, the breath is a very, very powerful venue to take us home. Not going to be dogmatic about this. Find what works for you. Yoga, fasting. Um, these are all really great practices, especially anything having to purge, you know, green juice fasting, yoga, breath work, all of these things, even, you know, holotropic breath work. And get you into these uh, transcendent states. Uh, raw food. Uh, when I see also this this eclipse really speaks to a lot about mental health. And um, you know, I, 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 as we know, we have this opioid crisis. We have mental health at an all uh, mental health uh, people with the numbers of people that are depressed are at an all time high in history. And so um, from the pandemic, from, from whatever, right? We've just been through a very rough three years. Well, 
here's how we heal our depression, right? All of these practices will bring us into a higher state of being. So we really get to meet our authentic selves. I can't say enough about doing that. Um, healing depression, raw food. I mentioned this on Cat Rose's podcast, Cat Rose Nelligan, my wonderful, lovely, amazing ancient astrologer cohort. Um, she talked, I talked about, you know, I healed a, a lifetime of depression just by, by changing my diet. No meat or dairy and raw, going raw. Even in the winter, it's like, you can take your salad and vegetables and things and put them out and let them let them be on the counter. Just just let them become room temp. If it's you know now that the northern hemisphere is heading into winter, um, it's an easy hack. You know, I mean, goodness gracious, the, the the clarity that that I get that I got and get from eating that way is uh, cannot even be put into words. It actually created a mystical experience for me when I first started out doing all raw. Um, about maybe five days a week into it, I remember having this moment. I was standing in my house and all of a sudden this, this feeling came over me and it was this enormous peace. And it, it just literally stopped me in my tracks. And I remember going, wow, I was going to head off and do something, but I'm like, no, I'm going to feel this. And I went over to my big armchair and I just sat down and I could just, I just allowed myself to feel what that felt like. And I started to cry. It was that profound. And I realized maybe this is what Eckhart Tolle was referring to when he spoke about this, this piece. And he, he said, I think it was from the Bible. Uh, he mentioned it, uh, quoting from the Bible, the piece that surpasses all understanding. And I literally had an experience of that. I truly believe that's that's what it was. That's what it felt like. So, um, and I knew intuitively the raw food, light, right? Trapped sunlight, chlorophyll. What's chlorophyll? Trapped sunlight. You're eating light. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about a transformed life and a transformed body? You're honest and with this lunar eclipse, Uranus conjunct the moon in Taurus. Yeah, food, raw food, <laughs> you know, raw live enzymes, fresh life, life into the body, embodying that life, embodying the light body that will take us home. So that's, that's what's waiting for us. Uh, who wants um, me? Who wants ice cream? Me, me. <laughs> that kind of ice cream, I'm going to take gallons of it. Um, so yeah, we're dissolving what we think is not possible with dissolving all that conditioning. When you think about Mars retrograde out of bounds in Gemini with the square with Neptune. It's like we're dissolving and that this enables us, we, we could have outrageous feats, outrageous physical feats um, overcoming the mind. Um, you, you know, there, there was a, um, I remember reading stories around, you know, here's power of sound, sound healing crystals right there's another uranus conversation and you're on saturn and aquarius minute making its final square with uranus right this is the last eclipse right where we'll see that pretty tight square and um the light body and and the how crystal and crystal bowl toning um will um create that i have years and years of experience in that um that i did um for, for god decades 
before I got into astrology. So I, I do speak from experience and having witnessed absolutely miraculous healing in this regard and the, uh, the ability to, um, to create this, um, the, the light, literally the light body, the crystalline light body. It's just, it's outrageous. Um, but what happens is in a crystal bowl, I don't know if you know how this works, but my scientist friend explained this to me. It literally levitates your cells. It's like it, it draws them. It's the, the, the sound and the toning and the crystal, the quartz crystal has gold in it. I didn't know this. Um, gold is an ormus mineral. It's one of these minerals that meet at the edge of consciousness. It's O-R-M-U-S. And it's it stands for orbitably, orbitally rearranged monatomic elements. Not to get into all that science, but just saying that the um, the ability to um, to cross these thresholds of co of consciousness is what is available. And I think if any one of you, if you've ever, let me know in the comments below if you ever had any outrageous experiences with that with crystal bowls and crystals and because it really it's real this is not woo this is like the real thing so um this this is a great invitation with the planets speaking to us this way you know get rocking with it and um the 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 idea of the crystal bowl and the levitating right the cells levity so what as it does that it rises and it, it like the um all the shatters density basically long story short so these are all these are the exciting possibilities that await us um do you want to lean into the heavy news and the down whatever well <laughs> do what you will you know but i will tell you that i see outrageous things if we look mystically into the chart of this eclipse we can see some some outrageous uh possibilities so I hope that you will uh, take advantage of that and um, yeah, and purge, purge, purge. Kali Ma, Kali Ma is with us. Uh, call on Divine Mother and uh, she will help you. She will ride in on her Harley with the Mick Jagger tongue hanging out and just, you know, just give it to her, right? Give, <laughs> just, she'll take it. She'll take all of it. Ugh. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say for today. I hope you enjoyed this and got value from it. Uh, please do like, share, subscribe. We're so grateful for all of that. And um, I hope to see you next time. Uh, leave your comments below. Let me know how you're doing with this eclipse because I, I love hearing from all you guys. Okay, staristas, mwah, je t'aime. I love you all. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.